what's going on everybody? You are on, I'm just saying, Justin Worley. Uh, my guest today is a good friend of mine, great friend of mine, a future groomsman in my wedding, Troy Moyer Jr. Yes, there's more than one. <laughs> and uh, I'm happy to have you on the show today, buddy. Hey man, thanks. Been a long time. Been a long time. Uh, for long you time. people out there that don't know, God, my nose always runs in this it's fucking the, room. I think it's the cocaine, but... I don't do that anymore, oh, okay. or ever. I never did cocaine. I was offered one time by my uh, boss in corrections. <laughs> that is a true story. And you're going to want to get closer to that, though. I hate that. i got to find like a boom set up here. I'm bitching at everybody to get closer to the mic every episode. Okay, how's that? That's good. And I don't like... You look awkward. Yeah, just, <laughs> you look awkward. Well, it looks like a fucking dick staring me in the face. It looks like a big so robo-cop robo dick staring me in the it. face. So, anyway, yeah, so I got offered blow by my corrections supervisor, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we used to do a podcast called The Inside Joke with Justin and Gene, and da-da-da-da, big reveal. Oh, no. Troy was Gene. Oh, what a, that was a good time. It was a great time. It was good. You know, I got I got a shiner from you doing that show. Yes. You literally punched me into my chair. Yes, I did. Well, we used to do prank call challenges, and I was the man for a long time there. Uh, and then you won, I believe, and you were gloating about it. And as my natural bad guy character, as you were gloating, I double ox handled you <laughs> into the... Uh, Back of the chair. I remember going to work that night and having to come up with a weird story of how that happened. Really? Like you've never gone to work with bruises and had to come up with a story before? Is this the first? That's not true. That was the first time. That's not true. We'll talk about that later. So our history. Okay, so I wanted to start off by telling everybody a little bit about how we know each other. Yeah. Um, the first time we met, you were my supervisor at the place where we worked. That's true. And what was your first impression of my greatness? Well, let me put it this way. I knew, I knew you were a good worker, and I knew you would get the job done. And I'm one of those guys that if I have a guy that's a good worker and get the job done, I kind of let a lot of stuff slide. Like, what would be those things? <laughs> <laughs> we were, like, setting everybody up for the day, and I'd be like, I smell Pap's booze. <laughs> like, somebody stinks of booze here. <laughs> Like, dude, just put your respirator on and yes. don't talk to anybody, please. I wear my respirator often when yeah. not required. <laughs> uh, and that, then FMLA became a great tool of mine. Yeah, it does with many people. Yeah, it continues to be with many people. Not myself, thank God. But, uh, yeah, that, that became three night a week, Justin. Well, then, well let's flip the, flip the card. What was your impression of my greatness? Uh, you, you are one of my best supervisors I've ever had. Well, thank you. And, you know, it's not just because of the blowjobs. It's because... <laughs> no spit takes. No spit takes. You, you were laid back, and our sense of humor was very much the same. And to me, whatever job we're doing, it's a fucking job. We're all there. We're right. all kind of a little bit miserable. Right. We're all hating being there in the first place. And... To be able to laugh and joke about terrible, horrible things <laughs> made the nights that I actually showed up to work tolerable. So, I mean, I appreciate that. Plus, I mean, I don't know what went on behind the scenes, you know, being, you know, in a different role now, I kind of get all the bullshit that goes on that you don't know when you're not in that position. And I was probably, you probably dealt with a lot of shit. Oh, all the time. 
due to me. I don't know if it was strictly due to me, but... Not, like, just, like, specifically you, you know what I mean? Especially dealing with the foreman we had, so we had somebody that had no idea what was going on. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, Zero. Is there? on, buddy. <laughs> no, the air's not on. The machine's not running. <laughs> no, I haven't locked out. I don't know why it doesn't work. I have no idea. But, yeah, like, when you have that kind of thing going on, it's just more or less you're kind of keeping lions at bay. You're yeah. kind of, like, just... Just stay away. Yes. Making up excuses for things that don't matter. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of how it goes. Yeah, yeah, it still goes that way. It is still that way. Um, and then one day, I think you came up to me and said, we should do a podcast. You're probably joking. Most likely joking. And then it's like, you know what? We're, we're kind of, you know, we gel pretty good. We can probably make some funny shit happen. Well, I think what's really odd is that, like, our weird connection to professional wrestling which nobody else had on the floor no I couldn't talk to anybody about wrestling no and I was such a nerd I still am we both are you know and when I knew that when that was a thing and you were like okay this is going to be a lot of fun no and it was a great time Uh, the first one was live from the kitchen I have a random kitchen in my house that's not used as a kitchen. That's correct. It's used as a podcasting studio. Now, now, now you're recording the studio. I'm assuming. Uh, actually, it's the playroom for the kids. Oh, I brought everything downstairs, and now I broke my computer, so I don't have. Now you're fucked. Now. Yeah, so yeah, that sucks. We'll get more into what you're up to now in a little bit. Um, but no, the first podcast, dude. I look back at reading that intro. Yeah. And go, God, I sucked. And I, I, just because I sat there and, and I looked at your face and the anticipation for, okay, we're going to start this. Uh, Hi, welcome to the Inside Joke with Justin and Gene. Prepare to be underwhelmed. Like, I sounded like the Jamaican guy that I recorded that did my cable that one time. And nobody knows what that is. I have that on my phone. I'll play it for you. But basically, said, hello, you're listening to the Inside Joke with Justin and Gene. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And then some music played. But I read it. What you hear is just effects on my voice. I read it like a pussy. Yeah. I read it scared and like timid in front of the microphone. And it took a while to get comfortable. How long did it take you to get comfortable? Uh, I don't know. I really wasn't, it didn't really bother me at all. But I mean, I always played music and stuff and, you know, been in front of microphones and crowds, so it didn't really bother right, me. Right, but you had, like, playing music and being in front of a crowd is a little different than your voice solo. Uh, I guess you're like right. when you're playing music, you have the band or your or whatever. If you're just sitting there with a guitar, you have that to kind of I don't want to say hide behind, but hide behind. Yeah. Like now, it's okay. You have to be funny now. Yeah, but I mean, just the idea of sitting down and recording, trying to make each other laugh. Like I was like giddy about that. Yes. Like, well, yes. Once we got past the first show, I think we got your claps were the best. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, you made you made a hilarious <laughs> compilation of those claps. A there was hilarious. a lot, a lot more than you would think. When I started counting them, I'm like, "Holy shit!" The kid clapped like 35 times. So this was the intro. I made one of my. Uh, I had cable installed at my old apartment, and I made a. I believe he was Jamaican guy. I made him read a intro to the show, and I have it here on my phone. I hope it. Hope the mic can pick it up. Listening. To the inside joke with Justine and Gene appeared to be undergoing. Try it again one more time. You're listening to the inside joke with Justine and me. Under well warmed. Warmed. Still funny. Yes. Yes, this guy looks like Darius Rucker, by the way. Still funny. Um so we had a little bit of local success. 
A little bit. I won't say like we were big. No. But I would say that, you know, we were getting to the point where locally in Tamaqua, Pennsylvania, <laughs> da, 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 we yeah. could have probably done a few things. Yeah, I think so. Because you had some neighbors and things that were actually listening to the show and subscribing yeah. to the show. Yeah. Um, we had an Australian company. Uh, I don't know what the hell their name was. But they... Uh, I forgot about that. To be yeah, with yeah. They wanted to send us contracts if you don't remember. Yeah, that was... Remember. I forgot about that. Yeah, and... And uh, I guess they were a distribution company and they were going to send contracts out to us to distribute our content. We would still own everything, I think, was the deal. But uh, we never got contracts from them, did we? I don't think so, though. I don't know what that deal was. I mean... I don't quite remember, but I remember feeling like something was fishy, I think. It was... I looked up their company. It was real. They had won some award like two years prior. As like best new distributor or something like that in, in Australia. Australia, yeah. yeah. So the land of crocodiles. The land of crocodiles. What we, else is from Australia? Do, do you remember when we we sent them that email that we had the better Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, they have Paul Hogan. We have Hulk Hogan, and we listed like a list of things about why Hulk Hogan was better than Paul Hogan. I don't know why we didn't get the contract. I don't know that either. I I, I kind of well no no after that fuck you after that. After that, he actually emailed back and goes, you're right, you do have the better Hogan. I'll send some more over. But yeah, I don't know what that was. I, he, he was either full of shit or what happened next kind of uh, kind of was the reasoning. Uh, at some point, we stopped doing shows together. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I think a lot of building up to that. So, let's go forward first, right? Okay. So, not that long ago, I had the most... Manic episode of my entire life. I got by, I got diagnosed bipolar too. Yes. Right? What is that? What's it? Hold on, one second. You're gonna have to talk for a second. I'm going to bring a roll of fucking toilet paper in here because my crackhead nose is fucking running. So yeah. So you John. see, Daddy, Justin Willie is gonna go and get some toilet paper for him. For his nose, because he can't he use NXT. <laughs> toilet paper is for your butthole, and it's the closest thing to a butthole he has above the waist. Is right there around his nose area. We can't have him using the tissues because the tissues are for the working man. <laughs> You, there, there, there's no roll of toilet paper in your hand. No, I blew my nose in the bathroom and then and then uh, left it in there. Oh, that's yes. well, that, that, I'd rather not. What am I going to do with them <laughs> after I blow it up? There's no trash can in this shit studio. Um, yeah, whoever built this is a piece of shit. It's me. It's um, me. So you bipolar number two, right? Kind of like Troy Moyer Jr. Yeah, there's more than one. Yes. <laughs> well, the difference is with bipolar one. You have hypomania, which is like. Uh, kind of what I always have where you're just kind of like high strung all the time yeah. bipolar 2 you have actual mania where you can actually go into a psychosis and that <sighs> happened to me I didn't ever believe this shit was even possible I kind of was like eh not really like, come on really right but I was up for like 10 days yeah that's crazy yeah and then you got people going are you on drugs and no I'm not on fucking drugs I'm just fucked up right now right so I think when I go back and look at it and especially like going through therapy and counseling I was like really mad because I was taking on so much. Remember, I was doing all those videos. I was, yeah. doing, I mean, it, it was like a twenty-four hour a day thing. I'm at work writing stuff down, and right. like going nuts. And I think I just went fucking like kind of bananas a little bit. And yeah. I'm not letting show. No, but even that. even back then, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah, because it, it just it no, there's no other explanation for how it es- like my 
the escalation and then it goes back down. Well, I mean, they. I just heard this on on, a, on the radio. Actually, yesterday I, I listened to the Jim and Sam show, Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. Uh, I don't pay for it because I'm a piece of shit, but I do listen to it. Um, Pirating is a real crime. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, there I, are victims. I, I should I should pay for it, but it's up on YouTube. And actually, I think it's on their page, so I don't know. I think they hate Sirius XM. But uh, I'm going to call you Blackbeard from now on. As long as I'm black, that means I'm a little <laughs> larger somewhere. <laughs> um, you know what that is. You know, no. That's not the Yeah. Do you think he's always just talking to his dead dad? <laughs> Let me tell you something, Daddy. You're not here no more. You're in the ground, Daddy. But I'm going to tell you something anyway. <laughs> so, what the fuck was I saying now? Talking about Sam Roberts' show. Oh, I listen. Okay, and Jim Norton is a recovering alcoholic. Yeah, and he said that that having a drink is the end of a slip. It's not the start of a slip. Um, many things have led up to that point, and then taking the drink is actually like, fuck it, here we go. Yeah, and from so where where so that makes a lot of sense actually if you're saying. It started during the show because we didn't get into this yet. But I mean, I don't think I mean I think I think we're at full disclosure here. You're you were at that time a recovering alcoholic, sure. Um, and if the show was putting you in that state, I don't think it was the show. Well, the, the responsibilities know, just, of the show correct. with everything it's else. It's just that everything I was taking on so much because I, it's a very grandiose kind of state of mind. You just like I can do everything. You know, like, yeah. I'm a euphoric. I can do all this stuff. Right. And then you start to come down the hill a little bit, and you start, like, fucking going bananas. But what is down? What do you mean by down the hill? Well, if you're not, fe- like, imagine doing all that stuff, but you don't feel good about it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're doing, like I'm doing it, and I feel great, and this is awesome, and look at all this, this is so much fun. And then all of a sudden, you start, like, you start going down into, like, almost like a depression mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have all this stuff to do, and you don't even want to get out of bed in the morning. Right. And it's like, fuck. This dude, you know, fuck everything. Basically, right. Anyway, right. how I feel or would feel. Um, so, I chalked a lot of that stuff up to that. I just didn't know it at the time. So that was a start. That was a start. We were skipping shows. Yeah, you did some on your own. I did. Well, no, I skipped some as well. I won't say that my scheduling was the best either. I was what you'd call fucking lazy, where you, you know, driving to Tamaqua every Sunday, you know. Not a fan of it. Right. <laughs> um, right. Uh, so, I mean, that's basically becomes your entire Sunday with doing the show, doing the production, doing the prank calls that we did, mm-hmm. all the things like that. And then you did even more after I left. But, you know, I, I got to go, I'm going to make up some bullshit right. and I'm not going to come out. I would, pro- I would fucking lie. I'm going to text messages just to not have to dr- do the drive. Yeah. Um, so, I think... My laziness probably played into. I think you knew. You probably knew it's like, oh, he's full of shit. Yeah, we could have done the show today. It didn't matter what the reason was. It's just like, okay, well, we're not going to do the show today. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't really give a fuck if you're lying to me or not. Well, uh, <laughs> like, right. You know. I felt like, like I had to put an excuse on, or I would feel guilty, which I always it's did. It's a nice thing to do. Yeah. It's a nice <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, so, hey, I. Just don't want to do the thing we've been putting our hearts into. Yeah. So <laughs> I love the show, but at the same time, I, I hated the drive. Sure. And I was a selfish. Dude, this drive today was the fuck. 
fucking worst. Yes, now do that every week on no, a Sunday. Well, you do it. You do it five days a week, really. Six. It, yeah, but I mean, like all back roads, like just the traffic right here is fucking sucked. Oh my god. No, it's, it 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 sucks. And you know, I think if the distance wasn't there, I I don't think I'd have missed it one. But uh, it got to a point then when I started doing them on, on my own, and I could never get you. And once that started happening, I would actually... I believe we went to a segment. I think I would ask you to send me a segment yeah. of, like, Gene's thoughts on right. whatever. Yeah, we did that for, like, two or three weeks. Yes. Or four weeks or something like that. Yes. And uh, then I couldn't get that. Yeah. And then I got one. I, I And I don't know because of the state of mind you were in at the time... Uh, you said a friend of yours had committed suicide. Yeah. And that was in your thing back to me. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, I, I don't think we spoke at the time, but I'm sorry to hear that. It's yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, was, was that true? Did that happen? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, those sort of things are what they are. <laughs> well, but, yeah, but they don't help a situation if you're no. already spiraling no. down. No, They don't help anything, really. You know right. I mean, like, so, but, but you an idiot like me tries to find humor somewhere within that and then that just makes you feel shittier like you find the no, humor and then like you come out of that and you're like hey, you're kind of like a shit bag it's not something you really should joke about and then you're like yeah but it won't do well you find the humor because that's what we do well, you and I don't do I well I think that everything's so ridiculous you know what I mean like everything is so ridiculous so when something ridiculous happens it's like oh of course of course that would be the thing like why not you know What's next? Why not add this to the Would it be point? great to get like a tumor on my testicles and have like this giant thing? Don't put that out there. You know? Don't put that out there. Yes, it'd be nice if they were bigger. But. <laughs> but, you know, because stuff is so ridiculous. Like dumb shit happens all the time. So how do you kind of get through it? Like you can't just sit there and cry all the time. No. But it's not a good defense mechanism, I don't no, think. because you never deal with the issue. Right, exactly. It's kind of like, oh. Um, just put it in the basket with all the other ridiculous things. So at, So at that point... I don't know where we are in the story when this happens. I think we want to actually be past this point because I don't think... I think we were doing the show consistently and then I got... I got the text from you about... I won't mention your wife's name, but... Hey, my wife and I had a drink. I got drunk at a wedding and it was phenomenal. It was a great... Yep. It was the greatest time ever. And my text back to you was... I don't know if you're the guy that can... You're the type of guy that can have a drink right. at a wedding... And just stop. And your response is, no, it's completely cool. It was fine. And then all of a sudden, in my life and, and our friendship, things just spiraled. Right. Now, I don't know where that was in the, in the story, but I'm assuming that was right around where we stopped doing shows together. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was. So, did, you had to know. Uh, you had to know when you, started, when you drank at that wedding. I think I just didn't care. I don't know about knowing... You don't, you don't necessarily know anything, really. You know what I mean? You just kind of pretend to know stuff. And I think that I just was like, oh, well, maybe I'm not these things, or maybe this won't happen. Uh, and keep in mind, totally unmedicated at the time, right. which is a huge difference uh, in the way you think. So I, I think I was just fucking spent, man. Just like, God, it can't just, this can't be it for the next 50 years. It can't just be this. It can't be. This is fucking terrible. Well, that's what I thought. And it's, it's, like, a, it's like a midlife crisis. It's like, funny it you say be. that because that's why I'm doing this. Right. 
And to me, this is the outlet right. for me. And so that tells me that, yeah, you were loving doing the show, but there was still more that you thought you needed to achieve personally to feel like you're, you, were, you did something. Well, I think because like... You can. I think that you can understand. Look at me projecting my where, bullshit where on we you. work, right? What we do for a living It's not fulfilling. It's, no, absolutely not. It's not fulfilling. I was like, even a little bit. No. And and even for me, especially, like, I lie to myself and tell myself all these things uh, that it is. And I guess in some way, I'm doing some good somewhere, somehow in this universe. The only good that I ever did was when I was a supervisor and I tried to mentor people. That's the only good that I, I felt fulfilled. I felt like you helped the guy that day. Like, you know that's I mean? where it right. pretty much ends. I felt fulfilled yeah. in doing yeah, that. Yeah, I'll but agree with that. Couldn't, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. But the thing is, like, uh, when you start... For me, when I, when I started feeling like... Oh, like, it's like a cage because it's not just me that depends on that money coming in. I got the wife and oh, two kids, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's like, whoa, fuck. I, don't, I can't even... There's nothing that I can do here. Like, you feel, I feel really trapped. And is this going to be it for me? Like, you're not going to go start a band right like, <laughs> yeah. you know I'm, you know what's going to happen to me I'm going to break my back and my wife's going to tell me it's not really real like your dad like that's what's yeah. going to happen yeah. like you don't have it your back's not so yeah. like that's going to be me yeah. like I, and you used to tell me about your dad and I'm like I'm going to be that guy yeah and I don't want to be that guy this yeah. fucking sucks like you know so there's like this this rebellious side of me that's like uh, I'll do what I want to do fuck this and that didn't work out. So no, well. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, it, you it, had to do that to become this, and you're in a better place now, right? And you're you're kind of on a on a path of fixing yourself. I just feel like okay, like you know what I mean. Like there's no high, there's no low. It's like this is all right, this is fine. There's no high, no low. Not really, no, not at all. See, I, I, I don't, I don't even have anxiety anymore. I don't worry about nothing. I sleep good. It's all yeah, but there's got to be highs. I think yeah, but, 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 but there has to be but, highs and lows. Yeah, but I don't it's think more it, like it's more like eating a cookie and being constipated. Not like <laughs> it's not like you know, like fucking taking over the world. Well, that's and probably then a fucking going meds. to jail for life. Like those are highs and lows. That's I'm, probably your fucking meds, though. That's they exactly keep, that's my point. They that's, keep you fucking yes, level instead of experiencing exactly. real feelings. It's, well, no, I still experience real feelings, but I don't become irrational anymore. Dude, I used to take. Six pills a day of this anxiety, one, two different anxiety medications. It made me a hundred percent worse. Well, but see, I'm not on anxiety medications. Okay. So, like, I'm actually on an antipsychotic, and uh, what's the other one? It's like anticonvulsant, but that's for the mania. Okay. You know, so there are two things. And you're going to therapy. Yeah. Which I think is huge. Yeah. Huge. Well, it's actually kind of funny. You talk about that, not to sidetrack, but. It's like the last time I was at therapy, I had this crazy breakthrough. You know, my childhood was kind of fucked up. <laughs> no, right? completely normal. And you went to a nice school. Your parents both worked <laughs> nine to five jobs, white picket fence. Right. Nice. Well, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So you know, and my therapist is like, "Well, we got this talking about that." And she's like, "Well, what would you say to that kid now?" And I'm like, "It just took." I never thought about that thought ever. And I'm like. I guess I would tell him it wasn't his fault. And it dawned on me. Holy fuck, I took all the responsibility for my parents' shit my whole life. Yeah. Like, I always took that responsibility. I walked out of, out of the therapy, and I'm like... Wait, lift I want to, yeah, I'd get some pizza or something. Yeah. And you obviously <laughs> did. You know. You gained weight. I gained a lot. <laughs> well, definitely one bad thing from the meds. 
take it. I'll yeah. take the extra. Well, that or, or losing my family and dying. Yeah, I'll take exactly. a little extra few, a few pounds. The losing my family and living. <laughs> losing my family and living. The, that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, you almost did that, but we don't have to get into details. Of that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Who knows who's going to listen? Right. Um, Boy, that's interesting. Therapy, therapy breakthroughs. Well, you—I mean, you go right. I do go. You don't want to keep that a secret. No, I, I don't give a shit. I, 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 I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, the one I had was when he goes, when he actually asked me, "What are your goals?" Right. And I stared at him. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I want to be the intercontinental champion. I would man. like to be Hulk Hogan if that's possible. <laughs> Oh my god! I would like to- <laughs> and I would like it to be 1985. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but no, that's an amazing. What, like, if I ask you right now, what are your goals? You're yeah, fucked. Exactly. Exactly. I have no. I. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of going day to day. Like, yeah, well, get through point, the day. Like, that's my goal. Is like, don't die today. Just get through I, it. I hear you. I was absolutely there. You know? And when I first started going, and he goes, well, "What are your goals?" I go, "I have no idea." I spent my whole life, and we, this is the breakthrough. I spent my whole life trying to make sure everyone else around me was comfortable and was okay in their situation or whatever situation I was in. My needs were less. I didn't care. I would agree with people that I didn't agree with to avoid confrontation. I would go along on things and go to places and be part of events and things like that that I didn't want to do just so people wouldn't get upset. Right. And and over time, that just pushes you down into nothing. And when you learn that, it's like, oh my God, I don't know who I am or what I want in life. Yeah. What, what makes you happy, Justin? Beer. Be- beer, <laughs> video games, smoking stuff in the smoker. Like, I don't know. I go to an event... Uh, like uh, my fiance and I last year went to went to Las Vegas. Yeah, I had a great time, but not when I was there. I had a great time. I I real I look back at what we did. And go, oh, that was cool. But while I'm there, I'm like, okay, let's get through this. Let's get through this. Let's get through this. Yeah. And then I go back and I'm like, wow, I didn't even enjoy any of that. And it's funny because this this past year we went on vacation. We just took the kids to uh, was talking to New Jersey, like a maritime town. We got like a. Uh, Airbnb, like a house on stilts on a lagoon, you know what I mean? Go crab yeah. and stuff. And uh, my wife and I just, like, we would take a day and just fucking do nothing. Yes. And it was great. Like, put the hammock up. We're not going anywhere. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, oh, like that's... Yes. No, you don't have to be here by this time. You don't have to please this person. Oh, dinner's at this time. Gotta, like, no. Right. If I want to go... I'll go and I'll and I'll wait for a table because that's what I want to do. Like, it's it was thirty one years of that, and, and man, when you're having a panic attack thinking you're dying, it, it, and pacing around in the bedroom and you and you go, "Fuck, I'm going to die right now." And then and then you, it's compounded by the anxiety of you've achieved shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it so much worse. I've achieved greatness in the eyes of people around me at work. Like, that's my whole achievement in yeah. life. You know, it's like, oh, he made it as a foreman at, 20, oh, but, at 28 years old. But to old. you... But it's like, yeah, to me, it's like, yeah, but I still make less than I did when I was fucking running on a line. Like, exactly. It's still about the paycheck to me. I'm not exactly. here to change the fucking world. Exactly. Um, what the hell? Oh, I was just going to tell you something. Uh, growing up, I was, also, I was always told... Get a good job, 
It's something with benefits, something that pays your bills and, and get a house. Yeah. That's stability. All right. Well, I need that. Okay, my whole life. I need that and then, then I'll be good. I'll be Everything will be good. I'll be happy. I'll be content. And I got that and I'm so freaking miserable. Yeah. So, hence, this is why you people have to listen to this crap. <laughs> so, we don't have to get into the details of what happened. Uh, but, circling back around, we, uh, we, we stopped doing the show. I did the JW podcast for a while. Uh, and then I got sick of talking to myself. <laughs> but, you at that time, you were, you were going through your own journey. Uh, oh, yeah. Where... Where you know there, there there were some things going on there, and um, you ended up relapsing, and then went through hell, and you came out on the other side. And and what made you think, shit, I'm here now, I need to get, I need to get better because oh. you were you were on a honestly, dude. I, I and looking back, at, I couldn't answer that question at the time. I wouldn't be able to tell you what it was. But I honestly think, looking back at it now, I honestly think I had that I was actually going through like some psychosis a little bit, yeah. where like disconnection from reality, really, because like a lot of it made no sense. Now I'm looking back at it, like, what the fuck were you doing? Like, you know. And I think that I kind of came out of that and was getting back into normal brain chemistry, uh-huh. and it was like, oh, like look at the destruction. You're like, look, what holy I did. fuck, what happened? Yeah. It's like doing 130. Ooh, and then you just fucking waffle a deer. I'd like to hear how 130 sounds again. <laughs> Listen, man. I used to do 130 miles an hour. Flair. Seven days a week, twice on Sunday. Twice on Sunday. In a Lincoln Town car. He has a hole in his head. <laughs> but yeah. I, Not unlike I my liver. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know. Because it was going, I was going from a state of grandiosity where it was just about me. Sure. All about me. That's all I gave a fuck about to back to normal. Like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And uh, I don't know. It just was not, That's when I started getting into therapy. Started going through all that other crap. And Now, what made you decide to go to therapy? Because that for, for a guy... And you know, because I fucked my marriage up so bad, I had to do something. I had to do something. That's like, so how how did you figure out where to go? Like where to go? Yeah, I because just, I, my, my <coughs> best friend uh, Sean Renshaw, he recommended the guy I go to. I and just called the number on the back of my insurance yeah. card. Yeah, I really, mean, that was it. Well, yeah, because I live in Bumfuck nowhere, so I don't have a whole ton of options. Right. But, you know, so just found somebody there, and it was in Pottsville. And, uh, yeah, we just started going. Started going to couples counseling. Was it hard for you to develop the trust with that? It wasn't a man or woman. No, because it was, woman. I'm, I'm, it was a woman. And see, I, I don't think I could do that. See, I'm just, but I was so intrigued into what was going on in my head. I love I love talking about that. Like, yeah, so do I. I love sitting there and be like, yeah, like, oh, what's happening? Oh, I'm connecting this now. Yeah. Dude, okay. <laughs> so, you didn't have any trust issues talking, like... I had a, a whatever an intern sitting in with one of my sessions. He asked me if hey so and so you know is here and you know, can do you mind if she sits in and everything. I had the worst therapy session I ever had. I fucking bullshitted. 
I like really well because it's a it's a good looking young girl. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm actually fine. I just there's like, just at her. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with me. We should go out. You know, By the way, I'm engaged. Sometimes I eat my own feces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If you like that? I bet you'd taste it, good. Write it down with some onions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could cook you good. Yeah. So we I'm haven't a smoker. Gotten, we haven't gotten into my cannibalism yet. But yeah. <laughs> But no, it was it was awful. It was awful. I was like trying to impress somebody, and and I'm like the next time he goes, hey, do you mind if she comes in again? I'm like, no, oh, come on, man. No, I said no. I, I I I was full of shit that entire session. I don't even know what I said. I told him. <laughs> I told him <laughs> what he said. He goes, okay, all right, we will bring it in. But yeah, I, I I was going around in circles. It was making no sense. Yeah. I was like. I was explaining my issues and then going and then making something up to make it seem no, that's not so bad, you know. Yeah. And I don't know why, but yeah. you know, I trust this guy when it's just him and I. But I don't think I could talk with a with a with a woman. Yeah, it really did bother me. I was just like, I'm just so interested in knowing what the fuck is happening because I obviously don't got a grip on it. Yeah, sure. You know, so it's like when you realize that you're like, and now it's intriguing. Oh, this is something. Like it's actually kind of yeah. fun. Like I, from what I learned for, about me, and I don't know about you, and maybe you can speak to this. I learned that I create a lot of cycles mm. in my head. Yeah. Uh, I've gone to this guy three separate times uh, for anxiety-related things. And this last time, is exactly it ended up being exactly the same as the other two times. I thought I was dying. So now every pain I feel in my arm or every time I get lightheaded, your mind goes, oh my God, what's that? Is that something? Should I worry about that? We should worry about that. We need to watch this. We need to make sure it doesn't get worse. And then you just focus on the issue like all day long. You're just trying to get through every day. You're not experiencing life. You're closing in your comfort zone. So you're not going out and doing things. Right. So you're just sitting at home all day going, what was that feeling? Ooh. Does that mean I'm going to die? Is that a blood clot? Like, <laughs> I swear to God, it was awful. And then you learn how to deal with that. You need to. You got to have that self confidence and the guts to go. If it is, well, what am I going to do about it? See, it's funny for me because I have the opposite reaction that shit you do. I get Forrest Gump reference. I get like Lieutenant Dan on top of the boat where I'm just like, yeah, come on, come on. Do you get legless? Yes. Is that what you're yes, trying to say? Yeah, <laughs> you get legless. Bring it. It's a glossy. Finally, yeah. <laughs> I don't have the finally, but but I, I I'm more like that now. Yeah. Uh, but I have to learn to be like that because of. Being terrified of death. For me, it's like if I live through this, I'm gonna get like a week off of work. Like, <laughs> yeah, but now you're making 193 a week if you get a week off. You're not a foreman anymore. Yeah, but I, but to the people that count me, I have a great explanation. I can't go. I fucking almost die. <laughs> that is true. That is my sick mind works. No, uh, the fear of death was all is still a thing for me. But you're I, a lot like my wife. Man. She goes through that stuff really bad. Yeah, I don't know how to help her. I have no idea because I'm not afraid of that stuff. Like it doesn't. Well, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I if I had kids when I was thinking I was going to die, and this sounds completely probably backwards, I would not feel as like unaccomplished, right? Because I I've put time into my kids. I've raised my kids. I've tried to support my kids. I've done something in this life. Sure. Whereas if I die now, I've done absolutely nothing. Into <laughs> podcast. Well, right, yes, those eight people that download this. And a hell of a dusty impression. Yes, I can do a decent dusty impression. Not like Bruce Pritchard, 
But you're damn close. No, I'm not as good at his, vi- way, his I, Vince. I will tell you, I started listening to uh, something to wrestle with. Wrestling you're wrestling. welcome, by the way. Thank you, because I can't stop listening to the goddamn show. It's awesome. It is one of the best podcasts on the face of the planet. I have to plug the way, but if you no. like wrestling, listen to that fucking podcast. Something to wrestle with with Conrad Thompson and Bruce Pritchard. Pritchard. Something so to wrestle good. with. It's so good. I want to have balls. Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> <laughs> But his Vince is good. Oh, yeah. Much you mean? Look at the Every boots. Time tries, every time he tries to do Hogan, he ends up doing a macho yeah, man. Yeah, in the last yeah. episode. First name macho, last name man. Look at the boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. What the hell are we talking about? Just your anxiety yeah. and your panic attacks and yeah. not having kids and feeling like you're going to Yeah, die. I feel... Yeah, I, I have nothing here. Um, and well, that's not true, though. Like, so you like you kind of like just are disregarding all the kids you mentored in, in wrestling and, and all that stuff that you've done there. That's a huge deal. Like, I don't ever want to fucking do any of that. You put a lot of time in. I I did, but I don't know. I, maybe I, I don't know. It's it's just I don't know if people thought I was good at that. I don't know if those kids look at me and see somebody like that they think of as a mentor. I don't know that. I think that. I mean, I, I think they did. Like, I have kids come up to me sometimes and hey, coach, you know, and I mean, it, it feels great. Yeah. But in 20 years, are they going to remember their middle school wrestling coach that probably, I don't probably, know. Probably. It's just been a very impressionable at that age. You know, they're probably, I mean, all the molesting you've probably done. Um, <laughs> you know, at some point, uh, sure. Gotta make sure you shower. True, I don't think, guys. Make sure you shower. <laughs> you almost spit beer out of your nose. I know. It was very difficult. <laughs> so, there's something. Uh, do we? Do we finish that up? Do we finish up? Uh, so we ended up. Uh, we we ended up going to lunch at some diner in Tamaqua. Right. We got back in contact together. And uh, you were trying to get your ninety days in. Yep. And I could tell you were kind of you were you were worn down pretty good at that point. Yeah. I could I could see it in you, but I thought, okay, well, this guy, you know, he's trying to get sober. Maybe this is just what this looks like. Right. Um. But you know, I I, I thought, okay, he's on the right path here. Yeah. He's going good. And then when did your latest ep- episodes start up? You know what. As far as like the bipolar, well, that that's something you have. I don't think that that's an episode, but you obviously went down a spiral to make you go. I gotta get my shit together. I gotta get checked out. Well, it's funny because I was it, it, through therapy. I've learned all this stuff, um, so the alcoholism is really not the problem uh, because I don't drink. I've had a drink since then. But I was raised by two people that went to Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm. Okay, so this is a very interesting dynamic. When I was a very little boy, I went to AA meetings with my parents. Mm. I grew up in that. Yeah. Uh, I was, and I, this is very like, kind of controversial stuff, I think, when I talked to my therapist, it took a long time to get through this. But my brain was wired to believe that that's exactly what the fuck I was. Hmm. Do you understand? Well, if you're seeing it as a young age when you're impressionable and growing and learning. My whole life I was there. Yeah. And that's that's like the demon drug. You know what I mean? Um, and the cool part about the whole thing is I learned that, oh, no, that's not the case. Like, I don't drink every day. I just don't. Yeah. But I'm just done being an asshole. Like, I just don't need all that stuff. Yeah. Now it's like, oh. So 
it sucks being like, oh, you're an alcoholic if you're if you're out in public around people. Oh my god, like one drink and you're dead. It's not true. No. Do you understand what I mean? Well, if well, if you're an alcoholic, I I don't know that if one drink, you're you're not well really going back down the rabbit hole. The, the problem though is that science has, I think has come so far in explaining other things that are going on in your brain for people who drink all the time. Mm. I've never drank as much as I know you drink. Probably not. It's very true. I mean, I know that about myself because I would binge. I would binge, but I couldn't get that drunk. But I really believed that was his thing. Now I'm like, oh, dude. So like, it, I'm learning all about my actual fucking mental illness, and it's like I didn't have any medication. Right. So I'm just like, I gotta fix this fucking thing going on in me. This is what, you know, and it yeah. fixed it yeah. for a time being. Sure. But my now so that now my wife though. Now my so you get to think of the family dynamic. I've always told my wife that you know I was this thing because I believed I was this thing growing up. Well, now she thinks this. Well, this, don't 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 skip over the fact that you also thought you were this thing because of your own actions. Sure, but I've also inflated a lot of my own actions to her. Yeah, but even to me. Right. You said you used to come. I made the bruises comment earlier. You say you you'd wake up with fucking. Black eyes and not know how they happened that because you happened not, to me when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah so I mean, I, that's I, not a no. It's not good. I'm not trying to explain it away, but what I'm trying to say is that it's not something that scares me anymore. Okay, that's the best way I can explain it. I'm not afraid of it. I know it's there, but I'm not willing to let it control my life. So now, feeling the way I feel, it's more like just kind of like, well, just let's go do something for the day or whatever. I don't have that constant like that buzzing going on. Right. You know, and that's all they explain that to me is, is just the hypomania. Being huh. in a hypomanic state all the time where you're only sleeping like I you know how it is on third shift. You sleep like three hours, right? Yeah. That was very normal that's for me. Awful. Now I have to, if I sleep less than six or seven, I'm fucking done. I still can't do that. I can, well I can't. I have to sleep like I have to sleep. My body needs six or seven I hours. Four to, four to five a night is uh, even on day shift. And you know that's not normal. No, it's bad. Yeah, it's not normal at all. So um, I think it's just a matter of like kind of like chilling out, giving myself a break, stop beating the fucking shit out of myself all the time because it, you do, you just beat yourself up. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're this terrible thing. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just a fucking dude, man, who made some fucking dumb choices. My shit was wired up kind of incorrectly. Like I was in a stolen car. Like yeah. you know, it's kind of wired. Right. Sure. Just go. Um, and now it's kind of more. Now it's more like no, like you, you'll you're fine. Chill the fuck out, dude. Chill out. The hardest thing is just rebuilding everything with my wife. Like, that's tough. Well, you know, and getting to the point where she really has faith again. So, that's that's the hardest thing in the world because. I I thought, well, there's been some time between uh, uh, the uh, relapse. Not, I can't even, I guess I can't call it a relapse. I don't know what you're considering. You can call that. I mean, you can, sure, because it was, you know, I was on a constant, I was on a constant binge for a while. You know, so sure. But there was some time between there where you you, you and your wife kind of said, okay, let's, let's try this again. Re- yeah. Hit the reset button. Yeah. And that was, how many years ago? That was years ago. Four years. Four years? Yeah, three, four years. And I don't know if you got, I mean, I don't know what you were going through. I just saw you out of rehab and then, you know, off and on texting. Yeah. So when did the therapy start after rehab? Almost immediately, and and you and since that day, 
What made you go get diagnosed as bipolar, or like what made you like what made you take these steps? Because we've been talking since then, and I haven't known this. Uh, well, I had an actual full blown manic episode, and this I, this was and undrugged. I had no alcohol in my system, I had no drugs. This was when like fucking six months ago. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. six months ago. So it was like full blown mania. I didn't know what the fuck to do with myself. I was like, this is insane. Like I can't even explain it. I knew something was really wrong. It was like snowing outside, and I, I took the day off from work because it was snowing, and then the weekend was coming up. And I'm like, I can't go to sleep. I just can't. I can't sleep. Not not, not even a minute. Like I was awake, full blown. And I and Rachel was like, my wife. She was like, you know, you're are you like high? I'm like, yeah. No, I'm not because I'm freaking out. Right. I don't know what's going on with me. Um, so we go to the hospital, and the hospital was like, hey, you're fine. You don't. You, there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. Like physically, we can't admit you physically. And they're like, "Like, do you want to go into the mental hospital?" I'm like, "Yes." Yeah, I can't. No, I don't want to go home. I, this is insane to me. Right. I went. I talked to the psychiatrist there, and he's, and he's like, "Yeah, this is the. You know, you're at that kind of an age where this kind of thing can happen if you've had it for a while. You know, and and now you, you know you just had an episode." I'm like, so when you go into the mental hospital, what do they do? Oh, it sucks, dude. Oh, it sucks because. I was still like sane enough to know, like sane enough to know something was wrong with me. But you're around actual people who are in full psychosis. Sure, uh, it's like prison. You can't leave, right? You know. Well, so you admit it yourself. You can't check yourself out. You can ask to be checked out early, but if the doctor says that he doesn't think it's fit, you can get a court order to keep you away. Ah, gotcha. So you're better off just going through. So basically, they diagnose you. Okay, so they'll find out what's going on with you, and then they start in your meds, and they they want you to get level, and then they let you out. Okay. So I think I was there for like five days. So it wasn't too bad. Most people were there for like twelve to a month. Did you uh, stay in your own room or did you have a roommate? A fucking roommate. It's how was how was your roommate? Not great. What was his problem or her? I was assuming his. I'm not sure. Most of the people were in there for like drugs, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, just detoxing and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's just like. So man. was it that? Was that your roommate or? Uh, I think he no. This kid. This kid was like had a fight with his girlfriend and threatened to kill himself. Ooh, like, yeah, that'll do it. Like, I don't think he was serious, but you know what I mean. He was young, and I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, and, teenager kind of thing. Yeah. So, but he was just a fucking adult. Like, I'm there, like trying to recover, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, you know. And it's like he's like all happy and because oh, like, they're probably pumping him full of shit. Oh, fucking a, bro. So, so they try and met you up right when you got in there. Yes, yeah, immediately, and I finally slept that night, which was like, oh. And then it took me about two months before everything kind of was like settled down. Yeah. I was kind of like going up and down, up and down. Well, because your body's got to adjust to if they're medicating you, that stuff doesn't. That stuff's rough. Yeah. Uh, your body's going through some fucking changes. Like I would sweat profusely on mine. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> note to anybody listening: you shouldn't quit those cold turkey. Yeah, they do I, say that. I That's found it out. Actually, something that scares the balls off of me. Well, you'll wean yourself off if you don't want to take them. Right. But I mean, like, it's still, like, like, I have these weird obsessions, obsessive thoughts sometimes. Like, can you imagine if you got fired and you couldn't afford your pills anymore? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll tell you what would happen. I'll tell you right now what would happen because I did it. Uh, I didn't get fired, but I threw my pills away because I was tired of taking them. It was January, I don't know, it was right after New Year's, uh, one year. I can't remember the year. Um, I took. Uh, where we work, you get basically four or five days off. Uh, 
at January 1st, depending on how long you've been there or what you're doing. And uh, I used all of those the first week of January. <laughs> I sat in my apartment with no shirt on for five days. Well, no, seven days because the weekend. Seven days, drank Kraken rum from the bottle, drank every bit of booze in the house that we, in the apartment that we had, and didn't shower, didn't brush my teeth. Like, I was just a mess. And then afterwards, I threw all, you know, I got rid of, there was a little bit of crack and I threw it the hell away. And I was like, okay, now we got to get going here. How was that withdrawal? It was full of anxiety. I drank it away. Just drank it away. I drank every day, every minute I was awake. Wow. Every minute I was awake, I was drinking. Wow. I didn't leave the living room floor. Wow. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> How did your significant other respond to that? She ultimately? told me after the fact she was ready to leave me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She said, um, when that was going on, I was ready to leave you because you couldn't get your shit together. And But, you know, that was, you know, what are you going to do? I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I would love me. That sucks, though. I wouldn't want to be with that person. Yeah. Absolutely not. But, I mean, you come out on the other side of that and you still got shit going on mentally, but you're... You're not there anymore. Well, that's the weird thing, too, is, like, now, uh, I can't, like, I think about, like, oh, you ever get really off and stuff, and I send it to my psychiatrist, and he's like, no, it's like blood pressure medication. You, <laughs> you <laughs> need <laughs> it. You understand you need <laughs> it. And I'm sitting here, and I would sit and think to myself, like, because I kind of don't like just being level all the time. Yeah. It's really boring. Yes. You know? But I don't have, I have no anxiety anymore. None at all. And I, I don't have any racing thoughts and weird shit. So I'm like, kind of a fair trade. Like, that's... Pretty good, you know what I mean? It's not anxiety medication, I don't take that. No. It's just, well, it's it not my mania. It has to be something in there, though. No, but it, you know, the mania is under control, which is what was causing the anxiety in the first okay, place. So, so it's fixing the makes things sense. back here, not just like... It's fixing the origin of the problem. Right, so right. it's like, and I don't know how to react now, because it's like, I used to worry about everything, like, oh, the fucking house, and I fix this gutter thing, and, the, and this thing's broken, I need to do this, and all that, blah, 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 I go through all this shit, just drive myself nuts, and now I'm just kind of like, yeah, I wonder if like you can find some old WrestleMania <laughs> to watch. You know, like, while everything crumbles no, around you. You know, no, but I'm taking care of shit. I'm, I'm just not, fucking right. Right, but I'm not like, I'm, like ra- I'm irrationally obsessing. That's yeah. You know, so that's been a godsend. I'm sure that helps super fucking sleep. That's for sure. Yeah, not obsessing over shit. That is, uh, I, I'm on third shift again, and I'm sleeping eight hours a day. That's 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 impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. Yeah. So you come home. What time do you get out of work? Uh, usually around seven o'clock. I get home around eight. And then you're sleeping when? I usually eat and get to bed before nine o'clock. That's quick. Yeah. You can just shut it down like that. Yeah. That's that's. that's I know. That's I, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like wow. Like this. When you realize. When you finally like. For me, when I finally like. Oh. Thi- oh. Oh, this was the problem. Yeah. Oh, I'm mentally... The problem is... I'm mentally <laughs> ill. Ah, well... Okay, let's go with this and see what happens. Right, sure. Yeah. You know, I didn't fucking know, dude. It's normal for me to be the way I was. Um, I still have a dark sense of humor, and I don't necessarily... So the thing is, it's weird. Like, I don't want to pay attention to anything anymore. I don't want to listen to the news. I don't want to hear people complain about it. I don't want to talk about hot topics. I don't want to do any of that shit. I'm so sick and tired of the outside world. Yeah, I I, I, I won't disagree with that. Uh, even at work, 
You know, right. you know, you come, you know the job. You come in and everybody has something to complain about, yeah. and you just go, "I don't care." Yeah. In your head, you yeah. know, because you can't say it, right? And, and you care to an extent, but it's like you're coming here every day, flailing your arms. It's like, why are you even coming here then? If that's your approach to this, <laughs> like, flailing your arms. Oh, oh, It's always the shift before them. I, always the shift always. that you're following. Yes. Always. They don't do this and they don't do that. And you just want to say to them, oh, because they're left great when they get here. Exactly. You know? And because you leave that other shift great when you leave here. Yeah. Like right here, pal. Fuck you. Exactly. Well, yeah. yes, exactly. Um, <coughs> now, there was a guy who... Wants... <laughs> used to work within your old building and he's in mine now. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. Who's that? Griffin LaFoot is his fake name on the podcast. <laughs> Griffin LaFoot? Yes, his name, uh, I'm going to meet my mic here. Justin LaFerrier. Oh, okay. Yes, so you know this guy. The mic is back on. Oh, my mic didn't pick that up, huh? Nah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Not talking about me. Um, <laughs> Sweet kid. Sweet kid. Yeah, you don't really think that. Uh, but let me... Uh, you had told me that there was some back and forth between you guys at some point, And he was on the show. Oh, yeah. Because I have a very different relationship with him. Oh. And which is neither here nor there. Yeah. But let me play what he said... To you at the end of his show. Our show. Okay, awesome. Line him up. Okay, let me just get this going. Awesome, what's happening is, you know, since we're talking about the audience, I'm glad that I got to be on your show before your buddy Troy Moore. Oh, boy. Because, first off, I'm a way better co-host or guest host. WWF. I just, I, I, Go ahead, shit, go ahead. No, 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 probably shut up. Better looking guy, you know. Fair. Funnier guy. No, that's not uh, true. Just, you made him probably better. He's an alcoholic. <laughs> still without drinking. I'm just saying. <laughs> First off, Troy Moyer's a great guy. He developed the theme song for this podcast. Uh, I enjoy it very much. He's helped me out a lot throughout the years, and we used to do a podcast together. So, Troy, this is not, those are not my words, and I can't wait to have you on the show. But you and you and uh, Griffin uh, Griffin LaFoot have a history, and obviously uh, there's still some animosity there. There's no animosity. Well, I don't know, it doesn't sound that at all. I was first for the new show. That's anyway. That's the gist of that. Oh, well, he's a sweet kid. What can you do? You know? <laughs> better looking, sure. Of course he's better looking. He doesn't have fucking people around and dragging him down all day long. I don't have time to exercise. I gotta feed people. If I don't <laughs> feed them, they get skinny, and the cops will come. He does have a wife and child. Oh, does he really? Yes. A, a wife, a not wife. a husband. A wife. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been my first impression. And I say you're funnier than me. You can't be funnier than an alcoholic as a non-alcoholic. It's impossible because life's a joke to us. It's a fucking joke. It can't. So that's not true. That was just a false statement that he made. <laughs> we don't really have a history. I mean, one time I kind of got mad at him and he argued. Well, I'll tell you what I was told, and we'll hash it out. And okay. maybe one day you'll both be here and discuss it. That'll be fun. Our wrestling match. Well, I don't know that you'd win that. <laughs> Sumo wrestling match. You may win that. Yes. Although he's a football player, get low. 
gets low. Okay. On cock. Shame match. Um, so... A neck dick and a pole match! <laughs> no, we're not going here because there's going to be a word said that always makes us not be able to... We basically cry laughing when we say this word, and I'm not going to say it. Okay. Because I want to... No, don't. Don't. <laughs> That's a bad word. You're going to get bad comments. Yes. I, you know what? If it gets me any comments, I might say it. <laughs> Fucking Blower Maid. One of the best jobbers in the world. Blower Maid. That was you. You messed it up one time. What is You wanted to say the word mower blade, and you said Blower Maid, and I turned him into a jobber for Jim Blow. Cornette. Fucking Blower Maid. <laughs> Never, I, it's hard to do this without saying that word. So, the the conflict I heard was when when he was first coming to my building. Uh, we were on the phone, I think, one morning as I was going into work. Yeah. And you said, uh, "Keep an eye on him. He he writes down everything you say, and we'll use it against you if you piss him off." Right. That's that was the word on the street. And so I I acted like that towards him. And you know we we gain you know a certain amount of trust where he'll shit on me, I'll shit on him, and you know there's a level. Yeah, you know, I think we both know where the line is, and and we get along fine. Like I can, I actually consider him a friend at this point. Good. Um, but I did tell him that that's what you said. I said that's why you know I wasn't really talking to you very much when you first came here, and he. He went on to say something about... He said something about his wife or something like that. And this was years ago, so if you don't remember, yeah, I get it. But, but yeah, I, I don't know what it was. But I guess he, he, he said something and he went to the office and then... No, so the actual thing that happened was just the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your life. You know, when you remember when I was a supervisor, I wasn't too... I had no reservations to call somebody out on something. Right. I don't care. Right. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. And I never had a problem with Justin, personally. Uh, he was, you mean Griffin? Uh, whatever his name is. Griffin <laughs> <laughs> Dor. Uh, I'm going to call him Griffin Dor. You can yeah. call him whatever you want besides his real name. Griffin <laughs> Dor. Um, I never had a problem with him. He was on second shift. Actually, we kind of got along pretty good. But all the guys on second shift would tell me, like, watch yourself because he writes everything down. Huh. So, like, that was just me letting you know, hey, yeah. man, just a heads up, you know. Yeah, no. Be careful. And I was, I was and very safe. For me, saying the shit that I would say at work. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. a lot of trouble. Yeah. And you know, what happened between us, the only thing I remember was that he would he refused to write out-of-spec shit in red, and it just drove me nuts. <laughs> I mean, and I finally just, and I said, I think the words that I said was just do your job, and he fucking lost it. Yeah. He lost it with bananas, and I... And it just blew over. I don't know. And then, like, we talked after that. Uh, but I never had a problem with him personally. But that one thing did happen. I never said anything about his wife. I didn't I don't think he was married at the time. Uh, yeah, he, he probably was because they got he let it marinate while he was in college. <laughs> and they had uh, a kid. Uh, and okay. I think the, I, I would assume the wedding was close after. But uh, he told me the wife thing today. I didn't know that prior to today. Well, if, I told if, him that, if that's what happened, I am sorry because I don't like talking about other people's Okay. Than others. No, it's true. I don't. It is, and who knows you know, where you were at that time? I don't know. I don't. To be know. honest with you, who knows? Because there were some 
<laughs> I mean, you were going through all this shit and still going to work. Yeah, well, I was, but I was in drink casting at the time, so that was oh, was way, it? Oh, that was way early. Way back way early. Yeah, that was before okay. you even worked at the company. It's true. Yes, so. it is. How does it make you feel that Aaron Ross is now a plant superintendent when I, I trained him in plate prep? I feel bad for him, really. Like, so do I. You know, like, oh man, that's a lot of stress for a nice looking chap like him. Yeah. You know, he's not going to age well over this. No, and, and, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. Being gay is not an old thing you want to be. I mean, you don't want to be an old queen. And no. He's going he's gonna to age rough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's gonna he's not going to RuPaul this life. No, no, sure. he's too pale for that. Yeah, definitely. But, no, I, I feel the same way. I don't want to get too much into Aaron because I don't know if... Yes, you do. You want to get all up in no. Aaron. Don't lie. Yes, no, you do. no, no, yes, no. Yes, you do. He doesn't shave. Ew. He doesn't shave. His face. His face, you fuck. (laughs) No, he's allergic allergic to something in the razor blades where he has to just trim his beard with a trimmer and not shave it. He's allergic to everything. He's got Crohn's. He's, you know... (laughs) You just said, I don't want to get too much into Aaron. So let's release information about him that's really embarrassing. He's got Crohn's. He couldn't wrestle the state wrestling tournament because he had a tummy ache for three years. So I would use Crohn's my advantage in wrestling. What, just shit my, all over yeah, the <laughs> Here comes the feces flinger! Clap <laughs> 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 <Hot> some more! <laughs> you call it the feces flinger? Feces flinger! Yeah. Damn! <laughs> okay, so we rehashed the history. History has been spoken about. So nowadays, you are into writing music. I have been, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have... You have a website. Yeah, but I kind of shut it down. Why? I just don't have the time right now. I don't have the time, and it costs money. It's expensive. It's like 40 bucks a month to run that type of thing. Yeah, there's no money coming in off of it. It was yeah. just a matter of getting the music out. Uh, I, I wrote a new album. I have to get it recorded. My computer fucking broke on me. But yeah, I've been doing a lot. So why are you recording here? I could try that, yeah. I mean, we can move... I mean, there's acoustics here. You might actually like that when it comes to music. Yeah. But... I mean, fuck, record here. Yeah, I could. I could. I got, um, a, I got a thing here. Yeah. But I mean, I worked at, I went through a distributor and got my old album on like all the platforms, which is really cool. Um, so like, if you search my name, you'll be able to find that. Uh, Are you seeing anything out of that? A little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little bit. I'm not pushing it because right. I just don't have the time. And I'm, it's not like, I don't want that to become like a job. So I'm not, I'm just kind of like, this is cool and it's fun. Ah, okay. We'll get back into this. I said the same thing about this because it was getting like guests would want to go. Ah, oh, I can be there at six. I'm like, ah, I don't want to do it at six at night. Yeah. Here, the challenges of things, and this is what I this, I talk about this at therapy. I go everything I start, I am really into it for the first like three months. You probably need the same medicine I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really into it for like three months, and then. Then I, I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta do this again? Yep. I don't wanna do, I, uh. And he says, that's because you're not creating new challenges. You're going into things and you're achieving, you know, the entry level things you wanna do. Yeah. And then you get to the point where, all right, I did that. But no, you need to set different challenges. This comes back to me not having goals. Right. And set different challenges, and that makes it interesting because you haven't achieved those goals yet. And, and I do, I'm, I do still fall into that with this podcast because I'm, 
I'm a little bit ahead in where I need to be as far as guests and shows in the in the in the bank or whatever you want to call it. But sometimes it's like, oh god, I can't do everything exactly the way I want it today because I have somebody coming on the show. It's like I can't just relax when I come home from work today because I have somebody coming yeah. on the show. And it's like, idiot, this is what you wanted to do. Right. But no, it's and you know what? This show actually helps me, you know, maintain some sort of schedule and and normal lifestyle as weird yeah. as this is because I can't just come home and veg out in front of the TV and, uh, and and drink myself into fucking passing out and then go okay time to get up for work I have to actually stay coherent well now you'll understand this your dad had a stroke yes he had a mini stroke my dad had a stroke yeah so here's what happened with the music thing I realized something I've always kind of done like this thing and ignored a bunch of really important stuff Right, uh-huh. so I sat down and said, "What's really important? You know what? I'm going to get my health checked out and try to get at least try. I mean, try somewhat. You know, I went to the new doctor, got all my freaking stuff checked. I got put on blood pressure meds. I got put on you know cholesterol medication. It was all way out of whack, really bad. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? I also have a bunch of debt. <laughs> oh, I do. You know, yeah, yeah. We all I'm going to just focus on these two things and take the time that's left." And just chill the F out. Spend time with my kids. I don't have to stress. So I decided, you know what? I'm doing that. I'm not going to stress myself out because this is challenging enough. Being a dad with two kids is challenging enough. I can imagine. You know, that's challenging enough. Like I said, it's not, there's no vacation days. You can't be like, no. go up to my wife. Hey, um, I'm going to take off tomorrow. Yeah, you're going to handle this, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, even like this is the thing. Like, yeah. uh, honey, I've got to go to Justin's and I'm going to do the podcast. And blah, blah. I have to plan these things. Sure. If I just left, she'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Right, right, sure. <laughs> so it's like um, just worrying about my health. And I have a lot of different stuff I have to do yet. I have a bunch of appointments coming up to get... Like what? What's going on health-wise? Uh, I have to get GI checks, man. Oh, did you get the colonoscopy? I'm going to probably, probably go for it. Oh, I got mine done. Did you? Yeah. So I have to do that. He, um, he, hold on. Funny story. As I'm sitting there... I don't want anesthesia! <laughs> Let me awake <laughs> As I'm sitting there, ready to go in, the doctor goes to me, he goes, don't worry, man, I'll treat your colon like it was my own. <laughs> I'm thinking, what if he's gay? Yeah. I'm going to end up with a shoe yeah, on my I've hand. seen guys on a the steel internet, tip work I've boot. seen pictures of men on the internet with baseball bats in their yes. ass. What if he's that what, what, guy? Wait, why have you seen those things? Because, because I've explored. <laughs> I've, I've just, I'm just I'm creative. Just, I'm just being me. I, I'm living my best life. Yes. <laughs> I like to explore, you know. It's, can you imagine if you got that proctologist? No, oh, God. A, 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 a prolapse asshole. Good night. I'll just patrol asshole. Oh, God. <laughs> I went in normal. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Upside down knapsack hanging out. Oh, that pink my sock. Oh, yeah. This pink Ugh. sock hanging out. So That's I'm doing funny. that. Good. And uh, my, my whole family has this aortic aneurysm in your stomach, and so I'm getting that shit checked out. I your whole family has an aortic aneurysm. What is an aortic aneurysm? It's like uh, it's the uh, the artery in your that comes out of your stomach, the big one. Uh, you know, gets an aneurysm in it. Uh, it killed my grandfather, my uncle, and one of my other uncles has like a fucking ticker that pumps the thing through there, so it's all fucked up. So, so maybe I should get that checked. So your dad is that what caused the stroke? Uh, they don't think it caused it, but he has one. That makes sense. So it's a ticking time bomb. Um, How do you, that's the fucked up thing. How do you live with that knowing any day it's going to go, I'm going to move now? I don't know, man. 
So you don't know if you have one? No, I don't know yet. Okay. I have to look at it. How do you get that checked? Ultrasound. Okay. Like, I had one of those. I had one of those. I don't know. Oh, and they don't like that joke. No. I made that. <laughs> I made that joke. So I go, so you're going to tell me if I'm pregnant? They go, yeah, shut up, dummy. We hear that all the don't time. Pregnant, don't tell me what it is. I Can you see the furnace? <laughs> God. Did you let furnace get on this show? And it showed a furnace. So Put your headphones on. Tell me how that sounds. <laughs> Can you see the furnace? It's disturbing. <laughs> That is the Uncle Paul character made fun, made fun. Uncle Paul character made famous by the one and only <coughs> Jim Norton. James. James Jimmy Norton. E. Norton. And it's one of my favorite characters ever. And me and Troy do that constantly. Oh, God, it's bad. It's hard not to do. It and is. the things you can say oh, it's bad. are horrible. Sure. Just do that like out of the blue. And you know exactly what's going on. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> The more you let your breath hang between syllables, it's awesome. Uh, so there's, there's, there's the health <laughs> and then the death. So I'm, my goal is to try to pay off all the credit cards. I got one down, two to go, so I'm happy. Nice. Two out of three falls. Huh? Two yeah, out of three falls. Three falls. <laughs> no, that's tough though. Because I, I, I struggle with that part of life. I'm not financially probably even close to as responsible as I should be. Yeah. I, I see money go into my account and I go, I want to do this. Right, and then I have a podcast studio. <laughs> it's tough to actually buckle down and go. Nah, I won't do that. This I will have a boring month. Right, and that sucks. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. And not to mention you're working like six days a week. You yes, know, and living zero in. out of it. Right. So I'm trying to not make things so complicated. You're like Avril Lavigne. Yeah, I'm not like her at all. I don't think. I think Canadian. Yeah, fuck and them and their maple syrup. Exactly. And their stroked out world champions. Fucking. What? Oh, you need your favorite. I forgot. I'm sorry. What? You have to hit me hard. Don't ever say <laughs> that name in vain again. <laughs> to me, that's like the Lord. He's the, only, he's the only one left of that group of people that's alive. No. Nightheart just died. Nightheart just died. Who else is left in that family? Probably Stu. Probably <laughs> Stu. Hey, hey, let me, let me just grab you. Hey, hey. Dude. No, 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 Stu McDonald. <laughs> Stu and Norm McDonald. Hey, uh, you got a job for Rhino over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that guy's a jerk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the light was on. <laughs> you guys got to go on YouTube and look up Norm McDonald moth joke. Great joke. The light was on. Also, even if you're yeah. not a wrestling fan, Look up Stu Hart, like stretching people out. It's oh more my it's god! So yes. Oh my god! So by stretching, we mean putting him in, in like Actual legit wrestling, wrestling holds. But he's like eighty years old, and he has like these twenty-year-old guys, and they're screaming. And then if you put your arm back here, then you, then you can't. No you can't sir! Please sir! No and he, sir! And then he slaps him on the abs for some reason. <laughs> Come on, what are you hollering about? You're fine. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's priceless. Stu Hart. Stu's probably alive somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. But uh, no, somebody else has got to be alive in the Hart family. That's not what I was talking Diana. about. Diana. Mean, in that group of people. Oh, time frame wise. Yeah, you remember when it was the Hart Foundation was like you know like when Brent was a bad guy in the United States, but he was good. Yeah, yeah. They're all dead except for him. Yeah, that that's is crazy. true. That's what happens when you come after America. <laughs> Show on that idea. We can do that. We can do that. Um, 
Troy Moyer Jr. Check out his music. Where can we find the music? Uh, just you can just search my name in any of the platforms, like whether it's uh, iTunes, if it's on Spotify or Google Play. You know, look up my name and you'll find it. All right, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. Troy Moore Jr., great guest. Um, please don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Are you YouTube? Daddy! And uh, Facebook, Twitter, at Justin Worley. We have Instagram. And I don't know what that thing is, but look up I'm Just Saying with Justin Worley on Instagram. You'll find it somewhere in there. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Spotify and Stitcher. We are also on that. So check out I'm Just Saying with Justin Worley on Spotify, on Stitcher, on all your social media outlets. We will be on there. Thank you very much. Catch the show next week. Woo! Smoke them if you got them.